You are listening to a podcast from Victory. God's inviting grace transforms our devotional life. Learn more about this truth in week five of our series, Amazing Grace. We are in a series called Amazing Grace. How many of you are with us for the past four weeks? Meron po ba? Nakasama namin kayo for the past four weeks. And we are about to end the series. We are about to end the series, Amazing Grace. And what I love about the series is this. That in the series, as we talk about grace, right? I hope it gets you transformed and changed the way you live your life nowadays. How many of you here, marami nang nabago si God sa buhay mo when you fully understood the definition of grace? Meron po ba? I, I hope you get to translate it and apply it into your everyday life. And so, as we wrap up this series called Amazing Grace, we will talk about... Um, how the grace of God right, gives us this invitation to come into His presence. And so, before that, allow me to ask this question. How many of you here, you are seated beside someone na mukhang marami ang iniisip ng mga nakaraang araw, ng mga nakaraang linggo? Meron po ba? In other words, how many of you here, you know of someone na mukhang stress yan? Stress. Okay? Or you are that person. Kayo mismo yung stress. Kayo, ah, pastor, ako po yung pinagadaanan. Ay, ako yung... Ako yung Uh, stress for the past few weeks. I've been so anxious. In fact, sobrang, um, for some of you here, you've been asking, ano ba yung definition ng stress? What's the definition of stress? According to physics, stress is what? The force applied per unit area. Okay? So, ibig na po sabihin ng stress, it is the force being applied to a certain area. So, kung sobrang laki, so, sobrang laki mo, okay? Pero ka mas malaking kakayahan na mag-handle ng stress. Okay, so, third year seatmate, mukha bang mas kaya niyang i-handle ang stress? Or mukhang hindi, pastor, puro stress na to, hindi na kaya ma-handle stress. And so, some of us, because we're faced with this reality that you are a Christian, when you are asking this question, pastor, bakit ganun? Christiano na ako, I understood grace. Alam ko rin definition ng grace. Week 1 to week 4, I've been attending the bago na buhay ko. But here we are for, for the past month, January, punong-puno na mga stressful moments yung buhay ko. In fact, na sobrang stressful, ano nangyari? Sumasakit ang ulo mo. Meron po bang ganun? Yung nagkaka-headache ka na, okay, sumasakit na ng ulo mo, parang naka-drugs ka na, sobrang sakit ng ulo mo. Okay? Some of you here, yung energy mo, you're low-bat na. Okay? Walang-wala ka ng energy. Simply because drained out ka na dahil sa napinadaan mo this past few weeks. For some of you, eto ka naman. You're experiencing cold or cough, uh, you're, you're, or you're sick right now dahil sa stress. Meron mo ba? May mga ganun ba dito? Some of you here, ito. For sure, mga kanilang iba dito, hindi na natutulog. Okay? So, hindi na siya makatulog. May install niya na yan. Yung eye bags niya. Pastor, sampu na yung layers ng eye bags. Hindi lang isa. Okay? May mga ganun po ba? Okay? And I realize, in our generation today, there's a lot of triggers or reason why we will be so stressed. Okay? Yung iba dito, yung katabi ko, Pastor, siyang dahilan kung bakit ako na-stress. Pero ba? And so, because of all of these stress, whatever you've been thinking, relational stress, problems, and all, we live in a world we feel like we are what? We are restless. Say restless. Okay? And when we talk about restlessness, restlessness means this. You are unable to rest or relax as a result of what? Anxiety or boredom. In other words, you're so anxious, you've been worrying a lot. 
You've been bored with a lot of your problems. Okay? And then here you are. You can't even sleep. You're, you're, and you feel so restless. And I realize we are not accepted from this. Even as a follower of Christ. Yes, you've been, you've been with us from week one. Pero kahit ganun pala, pwede, tulad ng mga nasa pictures kanina, pwede ikaw din yun. You're a follower of Christ. You are growing in your walk with God. Pero restless ka. Okay? Araw-araw, parang hindi ka makagising, parang hindi ka makapunta sa work kasi tayong pinadadaanan. And so, could it be, could it be that in our generation today, more than ever, God is giving us this invitation. God is giving us this invitation to find rest in Him. Friends, I realize when we find rest, when we're looking for rest, napakamahal po ng rest sa panahon ngayon. Tama po ba? Some of us, we're, we're spending a lot going to spa, buying self-help books, buying this uh, whatever food, to uh, stress reliever, whatever that is. Napakamahal po. Para mapang-relieve ng stress. But friends, let me tell you this. Ultimately, we can't find rest every time we draw in the presence of God. And that's what we're going to talk about this evening. How can we find rest? Okay? How can we find rest in this world full of restlessness? Are you ready? So, we're going to look at scriptures in the Bible. I usually read the entire text. But for this context, I want you to open your Bibles with me. In Hebrews chapter 4, starting from verse 11. I'll not read the entire passage. So if you can open your Bibles, or if you have your gadgets with you, if you have your Bibles with you, okay, please read it with me. So, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, a quick context. The author of Hebrew is actually unknown. Some would attribute it to Paul. And and, but, the, but one thing is for sure. At some point, in this particular context, the author was talking to believers, followers of Christ. Imagine the author talking to 4 p, uh, 6 p.m. service. Okay? So the, the, the author was telling, sabi niya, let us what? Let us therefore strive. Strive to enter that rest. In other words, there should be a striving. There should be what? An effort. When you strive for something, you put an effort. Realizing this, realize po na, oh nga no, wait, salvation is free for us. It's free for us. Jesus purchased salvation for us. But there's also an invitation for what? For us to enter, enter His presence, to enter yung God's presence. In other words, there should be an effort on our end. For the psalmist, he was saying this, Yes, you're a follower of Christ, but you need to make an effort to be in the presence of God. In other words, we can find rest in God's presence, but it takes our effort. We need to strive. We need to do something. Hindi po basta-basta na you're attending victory o longa po doesn't make you what? Doesn't make you a Christian. Okay? In the same manner, it doesn't mean that you are a Christian. It doesn't mean that you're already close with God. Right? Okay? Hindi po kita accept ka na kay Jesus. Ibig sabihin nun, ang lapit-lapit mo na kay Lord. There should be an effort. There should be a striving on our end. We should make our decision. How can we be close to God? Paano ko papalapit kay Lord? And so, in verse 11, sabi niya doon, so that what? You should strive to enter rest so that no one, right? Para daw all of us, all of us will what? Will not fall into disobedience. And in this, in this context, the author was referring to who? People from Old Testament. If you're reading your Bible, yung Hebrew po, most of the reference, naka-reference po siya sa Old Testament. Okay? To, 
to, to encapsulate kung sino si Jesus. Lahat po ng teaching sa Hebrew in reference to, to, to Old Testament. And so at this point, the author was trying to refer. Sabi niya, during the Old Testament times, there were people, followers of Christ, Christian, yet they what? They failed to disobedience. They resolved to disobedience. They, went, they, they failed in the relationship with God. And that can be very true for all of us. They're a follower of Christ. Five weeks ka nang umahatin ng victory along ako. And then you're surprised one day. Uh, you wake up one day, wala ka na sa relationship mo kay Lord. Hindi ka na kristano. And we've all, we're all familiar with this. We've seen a lot of people enter victory along ako. Okay? Look at their seatmate. Nandiyan niya ngayon. Gano'n kaya yung tatagal? Ilang weeks kaya yung tatagal dito? Okay? We will not be surprised because that's the reality. People drift away from their walk with God. And so for for the authors, sabi niya doon, you need to strive, you need to put an effort. In fact, in verse 12, there is what? There is a word. Say word. Okay? And yung word na tinutukoy dito, you might be wondering, Pastor, ano ba yung word na tinutukoy sa context na to? In this, in this context, the word of God, this can refer to a lot of things. It can be a word through the scripture, to the Torah. It can be a word that you heard from God. It can be a word given to you. But specifically in this context, we can refer it in verse 2. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, Alrededor, for good news came to us just as to them. This is the believers. They received the good news. But the message they heard did not benefit them. Again, in Old Testament days, there were people who received the good news. They heard of the message, but it did not benefit them. Possibly pala yun, no? Dahil mo na na-receive the word. Dahil mo na na-receive the message kay Lord. But it did not benefit you. Walang epekto sa buhay mo. Hindi na bago yung buhay mo. Hindi na bago yung struggles mo. Hindi na bago yung mga issues mo. Possibly po pala yun. And so the author was trying to say, okay, there is a message that God wants to convey to you and me. Friends, that's one of the characteristics of God that I truly like. God wants to talk to you and me. Isn't that amazing? That God wants to talk to us. Gusto po tayong kausapin. He wants to tell us something. He wants to communicate with us. Okay? How many of you here, you would want to enter a relationship? Right? Imagine, entering a relationship, magbo-boyfriend ka. Pero yung boyfriend mo, hindi ka kinakausap 100%. Kahit text wala, no form of communication, would you still enjoy that relationship? How many women in this place, gusto niyo ng ganun ng asawa niyo? Diba? We would want, we would long for communication. We would love to talk. And so for the author, it's difficult to what? It's difficult to enter God's rest. It's difficult to enter God's presence apart from trusting His Word, apart from listening to His Word, apart from hearing from God. So number one, we need to realize now, yes, we can enter God's presence, but if you will not hear the Word of God, if you will not trust the Word of God, if you will not trust His promises, eh, no, matter, no matter if you're attending church, if you will not trust and hear out His Word, you will never find rest. It's difficult to find rest. Ang pinapahinggan mo kasi boses, kaninong boses? Boses ng problema mo, boses na wala ka ng pera, voices of discouragement, voices of what? Rejection, voices from this world. And then you get to, be, and you get to realize there's a word, there's a voice, there's a message that God wants to tell us through His word. Yun po yung gusto sabihin ng Bible. And then, the author Let's read this. The author described the Word of God as what? As such. Ito na, number one, the Word of God is living and active. Ang Word daw ng Panginoon, whether through the Scripture, a Word given to you, 
Okay? Living and active. In other words, may effect pa sa'yo. Pag ang, bu- ang isang bagay na buhay, uh, it has the ability to, to do something. No wonder, pag nakarinig ka ng word, pag nakarinig ka ng, ba- ng, 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 ng preaching, parang nakaka-apektuhan ka. Meron ba dito nung una ako kumatid ng church? Sabi mo, grabe talaga itong katabi ko. Kinuwento kay pastor yung issues ko. Kinuwento kay pastor yung sorry. So kaya kinagamit ng illustration. Okay? And you get to be ministered. May tama sa'yo. Nakaka-apektuhan ka kasi ganun po ang kapangyarihan ng word ni God. Okay? That even if, just, just by reading the scripture, just by hearing out a preaching, or hearing out from your victory group leader, nakareceive ka, tatamaan ka. And it's what? It is active. Active meaning every day of your life, the Word of God is powerful. It has an effect on you and on me. Okay? Yung words po, yung scripture po na binasa ko nung bago pa lang ako na believer, when I was still a, a new believer, hanggang ngayon, nakaalala ko pa rin, hanggang ngayon, pinapaalala sa akin na ito ang sinasabi ng Word ng Panginoon. It is active. Buhay po siya. Next one, it is sharp. Okay? It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Two-edged sword meaning both ends. Okay? It is powerful. It can cut through. Yung word po ng Panginoon, it is so sharp. Okay? In whatever way you read it, in whatever way you receive it, in whatever way you will use it, okay? it has the ability to cut through every area of your life. And it what? It pierces through the division of your soul and of your spirit. In other words, in your innermost being. Okay? Sa pinaka-loob-loob po natin, sa pinaka-tinatago mo mga bagay-bagay sa buhay mo, those that you are keeping in secrets, those that you are hiding in darkness, the Word of God can what? Can pierce through that. No wonder, okay, kahit anong tago mo, kahit anong lihi mo, okay, there's a voice telling you, wag mo nang gawin yan. There's a voice telling you, confess it. There's a voice telling you, ask help. There's a voice telling you, say no to this. Ganun po powerful every time you hear the voice and the word that comes from God. Okay? It is living, it is active, it is sharper, it will pierce through your innermost being. And it what? It discerns your thoughts. It discerns your thoughts. It will evaluate what you are thinking. It will expose what, what is inside your, what's in your mind. Your intentions. Why are you doing this? Your motives. Bakit mo siya in-invite? Bakit mo ba ginagawa to? Bakit ka ba nagbigay? Bakit ka ba hindi lumayo? It will expose all your intentions, all your thoughts, all your motives. Looking at this, sabi ko, grabe yung word ni God, so powerful. Pag binasa mo, talagang blown away ka. Blown away ka talaga, parang, oh, parang, parang ang sakit. Okay? And many times, mind you, as I read the scripture, many times in my life, sobrang sakit ng word ni God. Alam mo yung sobrang sakit na parang ang pinapatay. Okay? I know someone who told me this. Sabi niya sa akin, ang word ni God, it can kill you. It can kill your old self because it will give birth to a new you. Papatayin na yung dating ikaw. Papatayin na yung mga dating mong kasalanan. Papatayin na yung mga dating mong issues because it will give birth to a new creation, to a new you. And habang binabasa ko yung Bible, all the more that I get to see the reality of how sinful I am. Of how sinful I am. Of the many things I did from my past. It haunts me day and night, day and night. It reminds me of my past. And this and at this point, sabi ko, Lord, paano na to? As I read the scripture, it reveals my weakness. It reveals how helpless I am. Okay? But here's what. Here's the good news. Meron pong good news, mga kapatid, that yes, we are weak. Before the word of God, we are weak. We are sinners. We're this and that. But in verse 13, na alam doon, 
ano, no creature is hidden from his sight. In other words, okay, in other words, in, in the moments that you've been running and you're hiding and you're keeping all your sins in secret, okay, here's the warning. Everything is seen by God. In fact, all are naked and exposed to his eyes. If you can read this with me, you get to realize, oh, man, no, okay, you can cover up your sins with your good works, with your ministry, with you attending church, with you coming here with your spouse. But in reality, God sees and God knows what you are doing in secret. What you did last summer, last summer, part two, part three, trilogy na yung And then what? Someday, we will give an account. That's the truth. Whether we like it or not, we will come to a point wherein we will come before God and present to Him how we lived our lives. And we will give an account. Ito yung mga ginawa mo, naalala mo nung grade 2. Okay? Nung grade 2, nag-cheating ka sa religion exam. Kinopya mo yung mga days ng mga saint dahil hindi mo kaya mag-memorize. Okay? Nung grade 6, sinapak mo yung kaklase mo dahil inubusan ka ng pagkain. Okay? Nung high school ka, pinaasa mo siya, ginawa mo siyang best friend. Okay? Sabi mo siya lang yung valentines mo, pero marami pala sila. Okay? Then here you are when you're in college, then you work. All your compromises, all your sins, someday we will give an account for whatever we did. And looking at this, I was faced with the reality, Lord, I'll give an account of, of how my life looked like. How many of you here, pag pinresent niyo yung buhay niyo kay Lord, pasado kayo kay Lord? I don't know with you, but when I look at my life, Lord, I'll give an account to you. Bagsak, Lord! Bagsak. Grade 1 pa lang, bagsak na ako. Okay? Hanggang ngayong pastor, bagsak pa rin ako. And I realized, the Word of God has that ability to confront us with that truth. That the truth is this, we are all imperfect that we are all sinners, even up to this day. Look at your seatmate. Tama, di ba? <laughs> Tama mo, di ba? But mind you, mind you, here's the good news, in our imperfection, in our weakness, the Bible also says, Jesus is our high priest. Amen. Jesus is our high priest. In fact, in verse 14, sabi doon, we have a great, we have a great high priest Verse 14 says, We have a great high priest. Ano ba implication ng high priest? Again, referencing to Old Testament. Look back tayo. Old Testament, ano po yung role ng high priest? The role of the high priest, he serves as the mediator. God and His people, high priest, mediator. Okay? Siya yung mediator nun. In other words, in order for men, the men who are, who are all sinners, okay, who's committing all the sins, in order for men to be reconciled back to God, there should be a mediator. Yung mediator during the Old Testament, they're called to be high priests. Ang trabaho niya, very meticulous. Number one, he needs to prepare himself. Imagine, ako yung high priest. As a high priest, I need to prepare what will I wear. Kailangan best of the best with all the jewelries, all the, 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 the lahat ng mga yan. Tapos kailangan yung sacrifice ko perfect, blameless. Walang sakit yung, yung sacrifice ko. Kailangan uh, no spot. Okay? And ikaw mismo, kailangan pure ka. Okay? For the past few days before the sacrifice, kailangan pure ka. Kasi pagpasok mo sa tabernacle, 
As you enter God's presence, pagpasok mo doon, and you make the sacrifice, as you make the sacrifice, kapag hindi ka perfect, if you're, if you're found, if you're found guilty of a sin, okay, during that time, you will burn to death. You will burn to death. In other words, nag-fail yung high priest para i-represent yung mga tao. You see the role of the high priest during the time which is very important. Imagine, kung hanggang ngayon, okay, if Jesus did not came here on earth, wala na pong hayop sa mundo ito. Naubos na lahat ng mga hayop kasi lahat kailangan i-sacrifice. Every year, kailangan may sacrifice kasi lahat ng mga tao nagkakasala. From every year, may sacrifice. Every year, may sacrifice. Naubos na. Wala nang hayop because of all of our sins. But in this verse, Jesus, first and foremost, is our high priest. You know, sinabi ng author, and we have the great high priest through the heavens, the very reason God came, uh, Jesus came here on earth is to become what? A representation. He took our place. He took our position. He became our high, uh, He became the high priest who, who will represent us before God. And so, having said so, understanding that Jesus Christ is our high priest, ano ba implication sa atin ito? Ano implication? Realizing that Jesus took that position our high priest. Ano ba implication ito? Number one, ay we've learned from the past few weeks that we're already justified, right? We're already justified from all our sins, from all our shame, from all our fear. Week one po yun ang amazing grace. We are already justified and we can enjoy our relationship with Him. And because Jesus is our high priest, He will suffice us. Sufficient po yung grace niya to help us. We are enriched to be generous. Lahat po naman discuss last week. And so, ang implication to if Jesus is our high priest, two things. I'll leave you with this. Number one, let us hold fast our confession. If Jesus is our high, our high priest, let us hold fast our confession. In other words, Jesus is our high priest. We can be what? We can be firm. Say firm. We can be firm in our faith. No matter what happens, since we are putting our confidence in our high priest. Hindi po tayo high priest. We are putting our confidence in Jesus. We can be firm in our faith that no matter what happens, we will stay in this relationship with God. No one can take that relationship. No turning back. Okay? The enemy will always tell you, this is your sin, ginawa mo to. Remind them of your guilt, of your shame, and of everything that you've did. Okay? But if Jesus is our high priest, once and for all, it has been decided, you can be firm in your faith that Jesus already took that position on that cross. In fact, sabi doon, yung high priest natin, Jesus, He is what? He is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. You know how powerful this truth is? Kung bakit po si Jesus yung high priest natin? Number one, nakalino sa verse, He can sympathize with our weaknesses. Okay? How many of you here, you have a weakness? You have your weaknesses. I like this because from the very start, Jesus made it possible for us to relate with Him. He is a relatable God. Jesus is not someone na feeling mo, hindi ka makakarelate. Jesus is not someone na feeling mo, napakalayo, hindi mo kaya kukusapin. Jesus is not someone na feeling mo, hindi ka makaka-identify. Jesus can sympathize with our weakness. In fact, in that verse, He has been what? He's been tempted just as we are. How many of you have been tempted not just once, twice, many times? Jesus was also tempted. In other words, if you're here, and since He is our High Priest, we can be confident that we can come to Jesus. Jesus, you all also suffered this. You're, you also were tempted. Okay? 
And so we can relate, we can talk to Him. But the difference is this. The difference, He is what? He is without sin. Yun po yung difference. Imagine, hey, here you are, you are talking to someone, you're asking help from someone. Imagine talking to your friend here in church. Nakita mo, sabi mo dyan, oh, Marvin, okay. Oh, bro, kamusta? Gusto kayo ni Marvin. Marvin, ganyan, ganyan. Ah, eto, I've been struggling. Prepare, I've been struggling. I've been struggling with alcoholism this past few, oh, this past few week. One week na ako umiinom. Tapos, eto ka, di ba? Sabi ni, sabi ni Marvin, hey, press, one week na nag-struggle sa alcoholism. Grabe ako, one year na. Di ba? Nagulat ka ako talaga, pre, one year na. Tara, mag-inom mag, mo na lang tayo. Tara, di ba? Can you imagine, in that context, since both of you struggle with that sin, ano maramdaman nyo? Okay? You will feel like, impossible talaga ata maging victorious. Baka hindi talaga kaya. Yes, nakakarelate ka sa kanya, pero that person still struggle with the same sin. But here's the difference. Imagine Jesus, He proved to us that victory, my friends, is possible. Becoming victorious in whatever you are struggling right now, whatever temptation, whatever battle, kung akala mo imposible kasi ginagawa na ng lahat, ginagawa na ng mundo, Jesus, when He was tempted, He was without sin. Victory is possible. Living a pure and holy life is possible. We can live a pure and holy life. So in this verse, I imagine talking to someone, bro, I need help. I'm addicted to pornography. Then you talk to someone, probably a leader of your victory group or a mentor, coaching you right now. You know what, sign? Victory is possible. I was once like that, but I was, by the grace of God, I became victorious in this area. What would you feel? What would you feel? You would, be, you would recognize there's hope. There is a possibility to become victorious in, in my chains right now. There is a possibility to experience victory. And so that's the essence. Jesus is our high priest. We can confess our faith. We can be firm with our faith that victory is possible. Yeah. That you can experience victory in whatever you feel like you cannot be victorious. Jesus, from death to life, He was victorious. Could you imagine? When we come to Him, when we put our confidence in our high priest, you would realize victory is possible. It is possible. Right. Next one. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace. The author was saying, with confidence, you need to what? You need to draw near to God. Right? And in this verse, we can learn that Jesus is our high priest. We can draw near to God. We can actually draw near to Him. We can be close to God. Hindi lang po siya yung parang malayo na feeling mo, hindi mo nakakusap, na hindi mo nakakarelate. Okay? In fact, going back to that verse, sabi doon, instead of some of us, when we approach God, how many of you yung nahihirahan lumapit kay Lord? Pag nag-pray ka, Lord, baka naman pwede. Okay, Lord, baka naman. Or, alam mo yun, wala kang confidence. Yung pagpunta ko sa church, di ba? Pag hindi ka confident, bakit uh, church lang po? Okay? Atend lang po ka ng victory. Okay? Pero pag confident ka, talaga kung makatas ka ng words, hindi, Lord, this is for you. And you are confident. Kung talaga makapag-pray ka, Lord, I pray for this. In Jesus' name, you are confident. You have that level of confidence to pray, to ask from God, to come to God, to cry before God, to surrender your weakness before God. You can be confident. Okay? And you can draw near. You can be intimate with God. You can be intimate with our God, with our Creator. I have this picture of John F. Kennedy. Pastor Jay used this this morning. 
Okay, so John F. Kennedy, he was what? He was the president of the of USA in 1980s. Okay? John F. Kennedy, JFK, is the busiest man in the world. But looking at this picture, what can we learn? He is also a father. Friends, in the same manner, I, I believe that yes, God in the midst of whatever he's doing right now, ultimately, he is our father. He delights to hear his son come to him. He delights to hear from his daughter. He delights every time you pray to him. He delights every time you approach him. Can you imagine how many of us here, you are close to your father. You grew up sobrang close to your daddy. And I realize all of us, in this generation, most of us will live in a fatherless generation. Fatherless world. Your dad is there, present with mo, pero hindi kayo close. You are with him, pero hindi kayo close. You can't even ask him for help. You can't even cry before him. You can't even share your problems, your makilig moments mo. Time may crush ako, hindi mo magawa. Time may problema ako, time may pinadaanan ako, time bagsak ako ng grave. Instead, we're bounded with what? With fear, with walls, and we can't even come close to our Father. And in the same manner, could it be true that with God, we can be like that? You can say, I have a relationship with God. You can say, I am a Christian. I am a follower of Christ. I am attending Sunday 6 p.m. Yet you are not intimate with God. You are not close to God. I wrote here, nearness is a gift. But intimacy is a choice. You can be near to God. You can be attending church. You can be hearing out, preaching week in and week out. But you know for certain, wala kang relationship kay God. All you have right now is a religion. You're attending because you're invited by your friend. You're attending because your mom told you so. Napilitan ka lang. Religion. And then you are doing things because you've been obliged hindi mo na-enjoy ang relationship kay Lord. No wonder, hindi ka mapagtaas ng kamay. Hindi mo na-experience eh. No wonder, hindi ka na-iiyak pag nababasa mo yung Bible. No wonder, hindi ka makapag-worship. Hindi ka na-reminisan sa preaching kasi hindi kayo intimate with God. And friends, it is our choice whether we will be close and intimate with God. It is our choice. Salvation is free. It's free for us. Jesus made it possible. Okay? But to be close with God, to read our Bible, to attend service, to attend victory group, okay? to lead, to do one-to-one, to serve in the ministry, to listen to podcasts, it is our choice. Will you accept that choice? Will you do what, like, whatever it takes to be, no, to be close to our God? It says here, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, you will be surprised. The moment you draw near to the presence of God, okay? Dati yung fear mo, nako, baka takwil ako ni Lord, baka kamuhian ako ni Lord, and you'll be surprised in this verse. What we will find is this, we will receive mercy. Say mercy. Mercy. With all your sins, with all your guilt, with all your shame, this is the good news. We will find mercy every time we approach the presence of God. Some of you here, you need to receive forgiveness. Before that person forgives you, I firmly believe God wants to forgive you first. God wants to extend His forgiveness to you first. People hated you, I firmly believe in God. 
Right? In God, you are already forgiven. Right. And you will find hope. And not only that, you will what? You will find grace. Grace to receive help. To receive help in, in times of need. Amen. In your weakness, in your struggles with temptation, in your battle with sin, with whatever need that you have, you will be surprised. There is grace available for you. There is help available for you. You've been doing your best to do it by yourself. Try to solve all your problems. May problema kayo, bankrupt kayo, may financial difficulty kayo, may relational problem, may you've been exhausting all your efforts by yourself. Realizing the moment you draw near to the presence of God, that's the moment that you find the grace, the help that you need in whatever circumstance you are in right now. There's a lot of things we can really uh, benefit from every time we draw near to the presence of our Father. And that's my challenge for all of us. We've been given this invitation. Anak, draw near to me. Draw near to this presence. Come near to me. I am not after a religion. I am after a relationship, a growing and thriving relationship. Would you make a decision to draw near to God, to draw near to Him? Will you say yes to that invitation? Few more verses before I end. Genesis chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Remember the story of Adam and Eve? When they sinned against God, when they committed the sin against God, what did they Adam said, I heard the sound of you. I heard the sound of God in the garden. And what? I was afraid. Hey, could you imagine the tahotsa of what God will probably do to him? Of what God will tell him? Because I was what? Because I was naked. He was exposed. Na exposed yung innermost sin niya. Na exposed yung darkest, yung, 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 yung secrets na lahat ng bawas mo niya na exposed because of the word. And then what? He hid himself. Nagtago siya. And friends, from the very beginning, this is very true for all of us. Okay? The day we were born, eh, we've been hiding, we've been covering up, we've been running away from God. We feel so afraid. We feel so naked before other people. Alam mo yung Lord, ito yung mga kasalanan ko, nakakahiya. But instead of coming to Him, ano ginagawa natin? We run away from God and we hide from God. We hid from Him. But interestingly, prior to this verse, sabi ni Lord, God called to the man and said to him, Adam and Eve, where are you? These are words that implies what? God searches for His people from the very beginning. He looked for Adam and Eve. And from the very beginning, He's been looking for us. If you look for something, it means it is what? Valuable. You are searching for something important. You are searching something for so valuable. You will do whatever it takes. Where are you? Vince, where are you? Adam, where are you? My son, where are you? From the very beginning, God has been giving us this invitation. My son and my daughter, yes, you sinned. Yes, you turned away from, from me. Where are you? I am looking for my creation. Okay? Verse 21, with the sins of Adam and Eve, the Lord God made for what? Adam and for his wife, what? Garments of skins and clothed them. In other words, okay? Adam and Eve, when they were exposed with their nakedness, they were in shame. They were in fear. Na exposed yung sinful nature nila. But God what? God clothed them. He made garments for Adam and Eve. So that Adam and Eve will feel that security and that comfort that once and for all, 
you are welcome in my presence. That once and for all, you can come to my presence. No need to hide. No need to be ashamed. No need to be in fear. Okay? I wrote here, the one who gave the invitation also gave the provision to enter his presence. Imagine with me. Imagine President Duterte making this invitation for you right now. Sabi na Paulo, okay? Phoebe, uh, you are invited to what? You are invited to this royal banquet in Malacanang. Okay? You are invited. Then here you are. When you look at your clothes, ay, wala akong maisusuot. Banquet to, royal banquet. Kailangan mga gan. Wala akong pambili ng gan. Wala akong ganito. Wala akong damit and all. You feel like you are not qualified. You are not, parang, you're not worthy to enter the banquet. But friends, what if the one who gave the invitation, President Duterte, also provided for your clothes? Would you still have an excuse to attend the wedding? To attend the event? To attend whatever party it is? I realize in the same manner in our relationship with God, there has always been a present invitation. My sons and my daughters draw near to me Come to me, enjoy this relationship, enjoy this presence. Okay? And some of you here, you feel like you are not qualified. I am not worthy because of my sins or what I did. I'm so in shame, I'm so in fear right now. I disqualify myself. But once and for all, Jesus is our high priest, the one who gave the invitation, made the provision. He gave his son, Jesus Christ, as a sacrifice for our sins. And in that manner, Jesus became our high priest. We can now enter right, His kingdom. We can now have an access in our relationship with Him. Isn't that the good news for all of us? Right? From the very beginning, we have an access. We have the ticket to enter. But why are we not entering God's presence? Why are we not entering that relationship with Him? Why are we not accepting that invitation? It says here, verse 14, he passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. The very reason Jesus came here on earth, so that we can have what? An access to our Father. We can have an access, an intimate relationship with God. In this verse, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus also gave that invitation. It says here, come to me. All of you who are what? Labor and are heavy laden. You are in stress. You feel so restless. You feel so weak. You're so down. You've been so discouraged. The invitation, my sons and my daughters, come to me. An invitation. If you are in labor, if, you are, if you're heavy laden, I will what? I will give you rest. Rest that money cannot buy. Rest that even your success, your career, other things cannot buy. The only rest that we can find in Christ Okay? The only rest that we can find in God. Have it on. Learn from Him. Learn from Jesus. As you keep on following Jesus. As you keep on, you surrendered your life to Him. You're already justified. As you follow Him. As you give your life to Him. As you read your Bible. As you hear the passage. As you attend service. As you worship Him. You learn from Jesus. Guess what? He is gentle and lowly in heart. You will be surprised. Our God is gentle. He will, all, he will always welcome you in His presence. He will never turn His back against you. Even if the voices of this world will tell us, wag ka na mag-church, wag ka na umaten, wag ka na mag-victory group, 
I firmly believe God already decided that because Jesus is our high priest, we can now have an access to our Father. And what? He will, we will find rest for our souls. We can find rest for our souls. And friends, yun po yung prayer for all of us. In whatever you're going through right now, our, our response would always be this. You come to God. You draw near to God. Present whatever yoke, whatever you've been going through, and find rest, find solution in His presence. Verse 11, alagay Therefore, strive to enter that rest. In other words, yun po yung effort natin. We need to strive. We need to make an effort. Okay? Let me echo that a bit. Ibig pong sabihin nun, hindi porket kristyano ka na, ibig sabihin it's more than enough for you to enjoy the presence of God. There's an effort. Magbasa ka ng Bible, effort yun on our end. Magpray ka, effort po yun. Strive. Umatend ka ng church, nato ako eh, effort po yun. May sacrifice. Okay? I'll, I'll be part of a victory group para mas makilala sa Lord. Effort po yun. In Psalm 1 verse 2 na halagay dito, reading the Bible, on His law, He meditates day and night. Pastor, wala na. Sabi dyan, meditate the law, meditate the word of God. Kailan daw? Day and night. Eh pastor, one verse pa nga lang, hindi na ako, nakakatulog na ako. Okay? Hindi ako makapagbasa. And you are here, you're asking yourself, paano ba ako, paano ako magagawa lahat ng mga to? Paano ako magagawa mag-pray, magbasa ng Bible, matayad ng church, itinatamad-tamad nga ako, ayaw ko nga eh. Prior to this, if you can read with me, nakalagay doon, His delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, if you want to grow, if you want to put an effort in your devotion, in your Bible reading, in your meditation, in your prayer, first and foremost, ask yourself, are you delighted in what you are doing? Are you delighted in the Lord? I wrote here, you can only stay in one's presence if you are what? If you delight in Him. Tama po ba? If you delight in the presence of your spouse, you will stay. You're enjoying. If you delight in the presence of your friend, of your seatmate, magtatagal ka. Pero pag nabobore ka na sa kasama mo, ayaw mo siya makasama, you will not stay in that, in, 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 in that relationship. In the same manner with God, I charge you with this, if you delight in God, if you delight in God, you will have all the reason to stay in God's presence. It takes delight. And so, as you ponder on that thought, how can we, de- how can we delight in God? Simple lang po, remind yourself of what God did for you. Remind yourself of the message of the word that you receive. Just like what the, what the author was saying, there's a word given to you. There's a message given to you. Remind yourself of what you've been through. Remind yourself of your first encounter with God. Remind yourself of the reason why you are in this relationship. Remind yourself of, of the reason why you are in church in the first place. Remind yourself of the reason why you are here worshiping God. And as you delight in this relationship, you can have all the reason and all, all the, the motivation to do whatever it takes to fight for that time with God. Let's all bow our heads right now as, as I call the music team. This is my prayer for all of us. Today, if you're here and you feel like you've lost that delight in your relationship with God, here's the good news. Okay? The invitation for us to come to Jesus was given and it takes our yes to say, Jesus, 
allow me to accept this invitation. I want to come to you. I want to draw near to you. I want to experience you. I want to enjoy this relationship with you. Would you come to him right now? Would you say, Lord, let me set aside whatever schedules, whatever agenda, whatever concerns that I have right now. Will you make this decision this evening? Lord, let me ignite that fire to worship you again. With all heads, one and eyes closed, I'm just pray for you. Lord, this evening, that's my prayer that you will remind us, God, of what you did for us. That though we are undeserving, we are sinners, we turn our backs against you, we hurt you, we sin against you. But because Jesus, you are our high priest, you gave us this access to you. And Lord, this evening, we are grateful, God. We will always be grateful for this life. Lord, I realize that we can be elsewhere. We can be elsewhere doing our old ways, living our old lives. But the fact that we are still here this evening listening to this message is a message of your grace. It's a message of your invitation that you want us, that you are longing for a relationship with us. Lord, if there are times that we've neglected your word, we've been so busy with our work, we've been so busy with our families, with our career, and we've neglected our time with you, Lord, tonight I pray, God, that you will spark passion, you will spark fire, you will give us a vision upon vision of why we need to draw ourselves near to you. Lord, if there are walls right now, if there are hurdles stopping us to be close to you, Lord, this evening, we surrender that to you. Lord, we are after an intimate relationship with you. That's our prayer this evening. And Lord, I pray, and we claim that verse, O God, that every time we draw near to you, what we will find is mercy. Thank you for you forgiving us of our sins. Thank you, because there's no shame. There's no fear already. The oldest God and the new has come. We can enjoy this relationship with you. And Lord, just like the verse says, thank you, God. Because in times of help, in times of need, there's grace available for us. Lord, today, with all our anxieties, with all our stress, we silence it, O God. And we are saying that your word will be so loud, it will shut whatever noises surrounding us right now, and we can find peace in your presence. We receive that peace this evening. We receive this rest. And we can be confident, O oh God, to live our lives, to come to you, to draw near to you every day of our lives by your grace in Jesus' name. Amen.